Hello everyone, and welcome to my podcast, which is called Steps to the Spirit. This is episode number 35 of our third season, and the title of today's episode is Stepping Outside, and step number five, part two. So when I named this, these couple of series of steps, uh, stepping outside, I thought it was kind of cute, but I may have been mistaken in that uh, people may not understand exactly what they're all about. So basically, stepping outside means how I or we are using the steps in our everyday lives. I thought stepping outside was like I said, (laughs) kind of clever or cute, but um, that's what it's all about. Today's step, step number five, is I admitted to God, to myself, and to another human being the exact nature of my wrongs. So as I said in the description of this podcast, I pretty much every day admit to myself and to God At least I do if I'm still working this program in the right way. I admit to myself and I admit to God just what it is I think I've done wrong during the day. You know, I don't have the old big things that I've done wrong. I'm not drinking any longer, and that was number one. But you know, and I've said this before, my drinking, your drinking, um, overeating, Uh, drug addiction, any of these things that we are involved with the 12 steps in order to initially try to correct were never the big problem. My big problem was self-esteem, running away, not thinking I was as good as everyone else, thinking that sometimes I was better than everyone else, thinking why shouldn't I have things my way, that somehow God or my life was just not right. Why Why couldn't I be living in the bed of roses? Why should everything happen to me that happened to me? And of course, my <laughs> what I've discovered is, why not? But my point is that the drinking was never the problem. The drinking was a, as we've heard many times, I'm sure, the, the symptom of my problems. I drank to try to smooth over or avoid the impact of the problems I was really having. And back then, right in the midst of my alcoholism or everything else that was going on, I would never think that I was, let's say, good enough to uh, talk to God or to ask God's forgiveness for anything I might have done. And back in those days, I remember reading a book, and it was very, (laughs) very apropos. And the title of the book was, Your God is Too Small. And that was so true for me, my friends. I did not give God the power or the ability to be able to either forgive me or to help me make things right. Well, who did I think I was? 
Who did I think God was? And now I believe God is everything. That, that through God, through my spirit, I can do just about anything I want. And I'm talking in a good way. So now I have no problem at all every day. Um, and even uh, as the title of this episode goes, when I'm outside, I might talk to myself. I might say, hey, you shouldn't have done that, you know. Or I'm saying, oh, I'm sorry, God. Or, you know, it's not that unusual. And I know it's not part of this step exactly, but it's not unusual for me to many times during the day say, thank you, God. Thank you for my remembering to get this thing from the store. Thank you for me deciding not to lie to that person and owning up to something that I had done. So it could be something very trivial, and it could be something major. But nowadays, I'm always aware that I have decided to turn my will and my life over to the care of God, as we say in the third step. So that in itself makes me more likely to see God as a God that is on my side. It's not some strange thing. It's something that I am part of. God is part of me. I am part of God and all of you. And in some way, I'm not sure how yet, but in some way we are all connected. And in some way, of course, I know that our spirits are all connected. But now if we get to the part of this step that we probably more likely to use in the day-to-day -day, uh, world is admitting to another human being the nature of our wrongs. Now, does that mean I'm going to grab somebody on the street or in a party or in a meeting or something and say, hey, grab them by the lapel, you know, and say, hey, guess what my wrongs are? I'm going to tell you about my wrongs so that I'll get them more off my chest and that you will maybe benefit from that. Well, they would think I'm crazy, and I probably would be. Well, let's see. <laughs> more crazy than I am now, and that my wife says I am. Um, she says, by the way, that I'm 14 going on 78, so that's the way it is. I told you I have a favorite t-shirt that I got about six months ago and I wear all the time, and I just love it. And she says it's the perfect t-shirt for me. And it's just words on it, and it says, in my defense, I was left unsupervised. Well, my wife says that's perfect, so... I guess you maybe, maybe you'll get a better picture of me uh, when you think of my T-shirt. So how am I going to admit to other human beings the nature of my wrongs? Well, it, it won't happen probably often. It, it will happen more often possibly if I am involved or you are involved in what we call 12-step work and that you might answer a 12-step call. You know, I don't even know... I, it's been a while since I've been to meetings because of my uh, new knees and because of my um, uh, fact that I'm legally blind. But in a meeting or in the program, we have people who usually might go out and if somebody calls for help, we'll go out and talk to them. You used to be usually in pairs and and try to 
help them in a way. And, and one of the things I used to do was to try to identify with them. Try to let them know that they're not alone. Try to let them know that I have been through many of the same things, if not exactly the same things, that they are going through. And above all, let them know that there is, through this program and through these 12 steps, hope. I'm sure many of you have seen the, uh, I think they might even call it the AA uh, oil painting of the guy sitting on the bed. I think it's called the man in the bed. The guy sitting on the side of the bed and two gentlemen sitting there in, in, uh, in looks like suits and listening to him and talking to him. And this is kind of what it's all about. I know that's the 12th step and that's coming up later in this series, but it's also the fifth step because it, if we're doing it right, we are usually sharing with that person. If they're in a condition to understand and to listen, but we're sharing with to that person how things were for us and that possibly we were in exactly the same place that they are. And often we think when I, when I was doing things that weren't right, I thought nobody else did things like this. I'm the only one. And <laughs> it turns out I'm certainly not the only one. All you have to do is go to one meeting and you'll find that out real quickly. But that's part of the places, some of the places, places where I can share and, uh, and this, this way we put it is, um, to tell somebody what we used to be like, what happened and what we are like now and telling somebody the exact nature of our wrongs is the first part of all of that. So anyway. What about in day-to-day -day life if we're not at a meeting? Well, or I mean if we're not doing 12-step work. Well, we may be at a party. We may be in the line at the grocery store. And, you know, people just kind of, we have conversations. I never had conversations before. Believe me, folks. Before this program, I was a wallflower. I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to talk to anybody because I didn't want anybody to know me. I felt embarrassed. I felt shame. I felt if anybody really knew me, they certainly, certainly wouldn't want to have anything to do with me. Because I, at that time, didn't want to have much to do with me. But it turns out in our day-to-day -day lives, in our day-to-day -day conversations, we may meet people who are having a tough time. And they may be you know, after a while, you start to be able to sense when somebody is in that place. And I'm sure that most of you know what I mean by in that place. So hopefully we're always looking for an in. We're looking for a way to approach them, to, to, to say something about what's going on, what went on with us and what we're like now. And in a way, so in order to be able to help them. You'll know right away if they're receptive to it or not. No, they say, oh, yeah, I don't want to hear about that stuff. Well, fine, that's okay. But at least we try to, to help. Now, the other thing is about, this is very important in this fifth step, is that as a result of the third step, 
and the second step. I believe now that God is on my side. I believe that God is, if I pay attention, I am going to learn what God wants me to do. And I am no longer afraid or embarrassed by telling somebody I am an alcoholic. And we become not afraid to tell them that we're an addict. Maybe not practicing anymore, of course, but to tell them that, look, this is me. This is where I've had a problem. And nobody can hurt me anymore. Nobody can hurt me after that second and third steps. They, they, they can't. Again, because I have God on my side. And if you have God on your side, who could possibly ever hurt you? So that's pretty much it for this fifth step. I can only say, be proud of not what you were, but what you have become and how you have become that way and how you have become a person who can not only help yourself, but, but help yourself through helping others. It's a wonderful feeling. It's a wonderful thing to do. And with that, I'll say goodbye and thank you for listening.